which begin to approve for the new building. Uh, um, so they already looked at it on Friday. So Monday we'll be getting the information. So Thursday we'll have a great report on Thursday. Amen. Come on, amen. But I told all the youth that were there, I told them I want all you guys to write a name down. Write a name down uh, that, that, uh, uh, for a youth name. I said, we get all of them. Then we'll get the best three. We'll vote for the first three. Then we'll vote for that name. So you guys all had a part of making, amen, a history. Come on, somebody, amen. Making history, making a mark, amen, becoming history makers, amen. So it was a blessing to be with them. Had a great time. We talked about you're somebody. And how many over somebody? Amen. That you're somebody, a new generation, amen, regardless of what they've been through, regardless of their past. Amen. If you have your Bibles, go to 1 Peter chapter 1. 1 Peter chapter 1. I want to minister on this morning on there's three things we must protect. Three things we must protect. 1 Peter chapter 1, 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 13. Reads like this. Therefore, gird up the loins of your mind, uh, be sober, and rest your hope fully upon the grace that is to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, not conforming yourself to the former lust as in your ignorance, but as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in your conduct. Because it is written, be holy for I am holy. Amen. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for your people that's here today, God, your church, your body of Christ. Thank you for the youth of God, Lord Jesus, that you're beginning to bond and unite, God, Lord Jesus, one of mine on one accord and one spirit together in unity, Father God. I pray that you would speak to us and help us understand your word, God. Give us a, a, a clean understanding, Father God. I thank you for everyone that's here today, God, in Jesus' name. And everybody says, amen. Give the Lord a good clap offering, amen. And before we get any further this morning, if you're here for your first time, lift up your hand. We want to just acknowledge you this morning. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. We're, hopefully you enjoy yourself. We love you. May God bless you. Amen. And, and remember, we're family. We love you. Come back and have a good time. Amen. Amen. Uh, and here in James, amen, uh, 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 we're finishing James, and James is going through all these trials and all this stuff, and we go into Peter, and Peter's talking about growth and all these different things that are going to happen in your life. Now, we have to understand that as Christians, we need to be aware of certain things. If you're not saved today and you don't know Christ today, you will get to know him and get to accept him as your personal Lord and Savior because he loves you and he cares for you. The Bible says when we were yet sinners, Christ died for you. So there's nothing that we can do to make him love us anymore. Amen. No matter how bad you are, no matter how good you are, he loves you regardless. Amen. So I thank God that 23 years ago, he loved me in the condition that I was in and he brought me out of darkness into light. Amen. Because he, amen, loved me enough to look at me and says, you know, I love you. And I sent my son to die on the cross for you so that you would have salvation and deliverance. Amen. So I accepted that. I received that love and I received what he has given me. And you have to understand as believers in the house of God as believers and as Christians, there's areas that, are, that you will get attacked at and the enemy likes to attack. He likes to attack, and, and not even just believe it, just anybody. There's areas in your life that you will get attacked in. And so I want to help you to protect certain areas in your life that will help you. Amen. And so the first area I want to talk about is very important. It's, someone say, the mind. The mind. And in and, and verse 13, it says, therefore gird up the loins of your mind. See, we're going to have to protect our mind. Because how many know our mind can, your, our mind trips? Anybody have your mind trip? Where you love your kids, but you want to kill them? Ooh. 
and your mind, you can be here, but you can be thinking about football. You're thinking about baseball. You can be thinking about the frijoles you left, if you left it on or not. In your mind, you can be thinking all these weird stuff. In your mind, you can be thinking about all oh my. You can, be, you can be here physically, but your mind can trip. Anybody here? And so we understand God wants us to gird your minds. The word gird means this, to prepare for action or to bind up or to keep in place. Amen. He wants us to gird our minds. He wants us to, to keep our minds prepared, amen, in the things of God because in the word of God, amen, in the, come on, that our mind doesn't wonder because how many know sometimes we have minds that wonder? Amen. And so another word for gird that, that I want you to see is, is, to, is to take action. We need, to, we need to take action of our minds because if not, our minds will take actions over us. Our mind will try to control us. Amen. Our mind will try to put things in us that is weird. I don't know about you, but your mind can get be weird. And if you never had a weird mind, please leave. You're making me look bad. I don't know about you, but I had some stinky thinking. I, I had some weird thinking before I got saved. Come on. And then I got saved, and then it didn't change. I'm like, help me, Lord. God, I, I, I thought everything was supposed to be roses and, and everything was supposed to be you know, uh, tulips. Come on, so I thought it was supposed to be perfect. Nothing. And the God said, no, your mind's jacked up. Because he'll make you a new creation, but you have to renew your mind. You have to work on your mind. You got to start thinking of heavenly things, good things. You have to work on your mind. Amen. It's just like, a, a, remember back in the day, they used to have VCRs. I don't know about you, but I remember the VCR or the tapes. And so if you're ever going to record over it, you would put some stuff in the back of them or put tape in the back and then you would you put them in and record over it. Art the bold night. I don't remember that. Hello. <laughs> or are you going to use a, the, VC, uh, the, the, the VCH and put it in there and then you record over a movie or something you wanted to put on it, but you record over it. This is the same thing with your mind. Come on, thing, thing with your mind. You need to record over all that time and all that junk and all that stuff you've done and all the crazy partying and all that weird thinking and all the craziness at school and all the craziness at work, all the craziness that you did before, amen. Because some of you guys look like you did some stuff. I'm talking to the women, not the guys. So we need to, somebody say, gird. We need, we need to gird our minds, gird our minds. And he tells us, gird up the loins. Now, the loins, now you got to drip on this, the loins. The loins in the New Testament are talking about <clears throat> that there's, it's between uh, the hips and the hips and the ribs. That's the, where the part of the loins are at. It's the place where one prepares for readiness, strength, and endurance. It's also known as the seat of physical strength and power. It's the place where back in the back in the Old Testament, when when the Romans w w had a, had those skirts on, and uh, they were getting ready to run or get to do something, they would they would gird up their loins, and what they would do is they would grab it and tie it up, so when they ran, they wouldn't trip. So you gird up the loins of your mind, so you won't be tripping. Oh, you don't hear me though. You gird up the loins of your mind, so you won't be tripping. Amen. You hear me back there. Amen. So you won't be tripping. You gird up the loins of your mind so you won't be tripping. Somebody say, you won't be tripping. Because you will trip over your thoughts. 
He don't love me. She don't love me. They don't like me no more. Mm. Look at these people. Look at them. Your mind will make you trip if you don't gird it up. Amen. The mind, tell you, the mind has strength. That's where your mind will make you do things you didn't want to do. How many of you got yourself pumped up? You'll do something you don't want to do. Anybody pump yourself up in your mind? I can do it. I can do it. I know I can do it. You got these kids doing all these crazy stuff. Jumping off this and flipping off. I'm like, God, I don't hurting themselves, hitting themselves with all this stuff and all these weird videos going on around the world. I thought I love myself too much. I want to hurt myself. Hello. No, thank you. Well, people do some weird, but they pump themselves up to do some weird stuff. It's all in the mind. They got all these new age things that, you know, your mind, you know, your mind's a God. No, your mind's not a God. Your mind's just weird. So we need to gird up the loins of our mind, church. Why? Because there's nothing like a person that's thinking straight. Come on, somebody. Amen. He says, gird up the loins of your mind. And, and this is what he says. He says, be sober. Now, sober-minded. 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 You know when you're up here, you can see everything? Sober-minded. Somebody say sober-minded. Sober-minded. Ever seen somebody drunk? <laughs> I love you, man. See, some get so emotional, and some get very angry. Some become like babies. Oh, man, they fall over the place. They love you. Some get really angry. Some, all of a sudden, they grow strength. Hello. Called man juice. And so he's telling us be sober in your mind. <clears throat> and this is what I'm gonna tell you. Be sober in your mind. Why in your mind, church? Because I'm telling you again, your mind has strength. Your mind can make you do things you don't want to do. And you end up paying for it later on. And so he's telling us, uh, grab the loins of your mind, be sober in your thinking. Be sober in your thinking. Don't be crazy thinking. There's nothing like a parent that starts thinking straight. They're not like a parent that grows up in their mind. Because there's a lot of parents that, grow, that don't grow up in their mind. They still think they're kids. They got 15 kids and you still think you're a kid. Oh, you don't hear me though. <clears throat> I got three kids and I know I'm old. I don't want no more kids. I'm good. But if one comes, praise the Lord. Amen. That's why one way we look at, thank God for Watching other kids looking at them, can you send them back home? Praise the Lord. But the <laughs> but the reality is, you need to grow up in your mind. So as we get, start getting older, we start looking older. We, you know, you used to look like a stick, now you look like a trunk. Hello, <laughs> I'm a testimony of that. Praise the Lord. My son is before and after. Hello. And so your mind can play tricks on you. Someone say, grow up. Oh, we're having fun with you guys. Amen. I'm in the right place today. Be sober in our mind. Listen, Kevin, he says the other words, and I want you to see this really quick about your mind. Be sober in your mind, growing up in our minds, uh, thinking straight in our minds. He says, and rest your hope. My God. That you have hope in your mind. Come on, having hope in your mind, because it, it, it's hard when you're always worrying. When you're always worrying, and the Bible says worry not because you can't grow an inch. 
And, and so we're going through all these tripping in your mind. You're going through all this weariness in your mind. And you're going through all these. But it's good to have a mind that rests in hope. That is going to be okay. That it's going to be all right. Amen. A peace of mind. Amen. That says, oh, God, I'm, I'm, I'm abiding in your word. And your word says I can do all things to Christ who strengthens me. That I'm an overcomer. Amen. And so I, I, it affects my mind and how I think and how I see myself. Because you are somebody and you are great and you are mighty. Come on, somebody. You are something in Christ. Don't let your mind tell you anything less. Why am I saying that? Because, you know... You see these people walking in the streets talking to themselves. Why am I saying that? Because they, they, they got so lost in their mind. I don't know about you, but I talked to myself before. Anybody talked to themselves before? You know, hey man, behave. And so yet know this day that God wants you to be sober in your mind and rest in the hope of him. He goes upon the grace that is brought to you. See, God's bringing it to you. God's bringing it to you. He want, he's bringing it to you, but it's up to us to receive it. He wants to give you a piece of Bible, but it's up to you to receive it. He wants you to grow in your mind, but it's up to you to receive it. He wants you to be sober in your mind, but it's up to you to receive it. Come on, somebody, amen? It's up to you to receive it. It's up to you. You have, you have, to, you have to literally, church, be able to take action in your mind. Amen? Take actions in your mind. Number two, amen, after girding your mind, you need to understand that you need to guard your heart. Amen. Your mind and then your heart. Now listen carefully in verse 14, church. After he says, uh, uh, um, as the revelation of Jesus Christ is, as obedient children, listen carefully in verse 14, not conforming yourself to the former lust, as in your ignorance, amen, he tells us, amen, amen, about guarding our heart that what we did was ignorant. Amen. We didn't know better. But now that we know better, he said, don't go back to that. Don't conform to that. So we need to guard our heart because our heart, if, you, know, you know one thing I've learned? If you begin to think on it, you be, it begins to get in your heart. And if it gets in your heart, it gets in your actions. All of a sudden, it's in your mind, and it's in your heart, and it's in your actions. That's why you need to protect your, your mind, guard your mind, so you can protect your heart. Now, the word guard in Hebrew means this, a defense position to protect from danger by watchful attention to prevent from hurt. See, if we're going to be people who are, we're not having spiritual heart attacks. We're people that are not going to be heartbroken. People that are not going to be wearing our heart on their sleeve, being so sensitive and emotionally attached. We're going to have to protect our heart from danger. Who's in charge of your heart? You are. Who's in charge of their own heart? Who's in charge of their own heart? We are. Say it with me. We are. We are in charge of your heart. So whatever you allow to happen, you allowed it. He can't hurt you unless you protect. She can't hurt you unless you protect your heart. Well, he broke my heart. No, you let him break your heart. She broke my heart. You let her break your heart. She knew she had your heart. She was playing with it. <laughs> Say 
She's a man-eater. Man Hello. Oh, oh, here she comes. Oh, oh, here he comes too. Watch out for you. Use your food stamps. Oh, oh, here he comes. Man, you guys are breaking. See, I was with the youth yesterday. You guys made me miss me all up. The youth missed me up yesterday. I had a good time with the youth. I had a great time with the youth. Amen. Um, <laughs> not conforming yourself, church, is we have to guard ourselves that we do not become conformed. We don't turn back. See, you know, we, you see the movie they call Transformers. They, they're, they, they're, they're a robot, then they turn into a car or turn into a plane. That's what conform means, to be transformed, to conform back to it. I don't know about you, but I was, amen, a drug addict. I'm not conforming back to that. I was strung out. I'm not going back to that. I was, amen, involved with violence and drugs and a gang. I'm not, going, I'm not conforming back to that. God brought me out of that. God transformed me out of that. Come on, somebody. God saved me out of that. God brought me out of that. 23 years ago, he brought me out of 60 to life. He brought me out of that. Amen. I'm grateful for that. He, he saved me. He delivered me. He changed my life. He brought me out of my ignorance. Come on, somebody. He brought me out of my ignorance. Amen. And then I said, I don't want to go back to my ignorance and get lost and die and get all mixed up. But a lot of us, we like, if you don't protect your mind, and guard your heart, guys. You end up returning back to the vomit. The Bible says. I didn't say it. The Bible said it. And then he says you get seven times worse. Imagine how, imagine, imagine you're a bad then. Imagine seven times of you. You didn't even like yourself. <laughs> you better love yourself, but you didn't like yourself. And imagine seven of you. No. Help me, Jesus. Amen. Amen. He's, he says it straight out, not conforming yourself to the former lust. Lust. See, lust, it's, there's a sexual lust where we get caught up with the sexual things. But then there's the lust, listen carefully, of other things. Anything that is a desire out of control, that's lust. So we get so out of control you lost your job so bad, you get caught up with your job that you forsake God. Oh, man. Some get caught, some are so lustful over sports, you get caught up over sports and you lose your life. Some get caught up over a girl and a guy and you, you're, you're gone. <laughs> they call him lusty baby. Come here, lusty baby. Amen. Oh, you guys are good, man. You guys are bringing it out. You guys are bringing it out. Those that are watching us live right now, God bless you guys. God's talking to you guys too. Amen. So we need to understand that we need to, church, gird our minds. Amen. Guard our hearts. See, the thing about, I'm going to one more thought about the heart really quick. Because there's so much. Just for the sake of time, I want to, because God wants to do something. The heart, if you don't sit on the throne of, if you don't let Jesus sit on the throne of your heart, yourself will. See, Jesus wants to sit on the throne of your heart. Come on. He wants to sit on the throne of your heart. 
But if you don't let yourself, yourself will. So this, yourself will be on your heart. And what does self do? Selfish things. Don't we ever do selfish things here? Am I the only one that's been selfish? Okay. Praise the Lord. I'm glad it's just me. It make you guys feel good. But being on the seat of selfishness makes you do selfish things in your heart. And you're doing them and you're doing selfish things. And then God says, no, I didn't call you for that. I didn't give you that gift for that. I didn't equip you for that. I didn't prepare you for that. And God said, I want you to use your gift and your talents for greater things. Come on, somebody. Amen. But so we've got to get our heart and say, Jesus, be the throne of my heart. Come on. Amen. Jesus, be the throne of my heart. Amen. Number three. Number three is guard your lifestyle. See, guard your lifestyle. Why lifestyle? Because if you understand that your lifestyle determines a lot. It determines what you do, determines who you are. Amen. Look at verse 15. He says, but as he who called you, see, it's a personal thing. It's personal. You is holy. You also must be jacked up. Do whatever you want. He says, no, but you also may be what? Holy. Holy in all your what? Conduct. Or actions. Wow. Wow, that's, that's, a, that's just heavy right there. See, we need to guide our lifestyle. Guide, guide our lifestyle. Why? The word guide means this. What? One who leads or directs another in his way. One who directs a person in his conduct, a course of life. So when you begin to guide your lifestyle in the holiness, in the righteousness of God, you begin to lead others. When you lead your life and conduct that is wrong, then you lead them wrong. How many led people the wrong way? In your conduct, in your actions. So they followed you because you were leading them the wrong way. There's a lot of people that I hate to say that I, that I, got, them, I got them addicted and strung out. Man, I, that I had to pay for that. All the things that I did, the bad, all stuff. Because why? It's because my conduct in the world. And all the stuff that I did that I had to pay for, that, I, that, that caused me when I got saved, I had to deal with a lot of different issues. And so I want you to know today that God wants us to create a, a godly lifestyle. You got people today who don't have care about their lifestyle. You get saved, you still want to put tattoos all over you. Oh, oh, oh. I say, yeah, your body, don't, first, don't, don't jack up your body, the Bible says. You're the temple of the Holy Ghost. But no, but no, it's, it's, the, it's the new thing, not a new thing. It's been around since Roman days. If you got tattoos, don't worry about it. You got, you got, I got them too. Don't worry about it. You got, you got before you got saved, but now you still want to do it. You want to pierce your body all over the place. You got to, but nobody wants to talk about that mutilation of your body. Mm, mm, mm. Gotta love you. I'm trying to help you because you're going to lead a new, your children are going to come up. And you want your children doing the same thing? You want your children, see what I, see the life, see, when I was 13 years old, I started doing heroin with my dad. So when I was, had my first son, I said, I can't wait to do drugs with him. What I was taught, I was implementing, when I got saved, like, oh, heck no. 
Come on, and I got to say, I said, I can't, man, what kind of thinking world was I at? I can't wait to party with them. I can't wait to take them out, go cruising, doing this and that. And I'm like, man, I go cruise with them, but I'm going to go party with them. <laughs> take a nice drive with them somewhere. But, you know, what I'm trying to say is, is, is your lifestyle is very important. But nobody wants to talk about this. This is real. This is real stuff I'm talking about this morning. I'm being real with you this morning, amen, because we must guide, we must guide ourselves in a godly manner because people are watching you. People are watching you. I already know who's been doing crazy stuff. I know. I just don't say, I just pray. Pray. God will take care of it because God exposes everything. You must have a godly lifestyle and it must show. Wow. I don't, I don't even know why God changed my message while God told me to preach this. I'm like, no, no, Lord, I don't want to preach that. God said, you better preach it. I said, okay, Lord. <laughs> I'd rather listen to God than listen to anyone else. Church, your lifestyle is very important. People think, well, that's my life. Well, that's it, your life, but who are following you? Look at the ducks behind you. Your family, your brothers, your sisters, your kids, your spouse. Come on, amen. Where are you leading them? The husband is supposed to be leading the house. And if you're leading the wrong direction, you're taking them over the cliff. Husbands, if you ain't leading right, get right. Women, love your man, back him up. Come on, love your man, back him up, amen. I've been with my wife, I've been with my wife about 18, 19 years. We've been married 17, going 18 years. She's following me. She put up with me. I put up with her. Hello. <laughs> See, when I got, when we got married, I got blessed. She got burned. Hello. <laughs> and we have to learn to, to work with each other and, and, and let God develop us and grow together. But I never let her take the role, the position. I kept being the man. The Christian commercial. Where did this go off? Hello. <laughs> Free Barry seminar. Amen. So, man... Get your mind in order, man. Man, get your heart in order and get your life in order so you can guide the woman and the family the right way. Woman, let your mind be in order. Let your heart, amen, be healed and let the lifestyle reflect what God has for you because he's saying, be holy for I am holy. That, that itself is sparkling. It's just that scripture, be holy for I am holy. What, what? We can't even take nothing from that. You can't, you can't say nothing, but you can't, you can't change it. You can't, you can't try to twist it. Oh, well, well the Bible says well, he's, he's a God of love and he's a God of forgiveness. Oh, he's a God of judgment too. He's a God of war. So the thing I want you to know this morning, we must protect these areas. Our mind, our heart, and our lifestyle. Why? It's because we have in the past damage those things how many have damaged your mind how many have damaged your heart how many have damaged your lifestyle <laughs> I'll be the first one to admit it why is because God speaks to the pastor for he can prepare the sheep for greatness come on somebody amen <laughs> and he says these words and he closes this he, says, he goes and he look at Verse 16 straight out, he says, because what do you tell your kids when they tell you, 
Well, what do you want me to do? It Because I said. Do you have to give your kids an explanation why? No, you don't. It's just because I said. So Jesus says these words to that statement. He says these words. He goes, because it is written. He uses the father card, amen. He says, because it is written, be holy, for I am holy. My God. He used, see, Jesus used that line first. Because I'm dad, you do what I said. That's literally what he's saying. He goes, be holy, for I am holy, because it is written. That's why he tells us to, amen, to do these three basic things that will help us go to a greater place. A place of healing, a place of restoration, a place of mending. Come on, somebody, amen. Why don't you stand with me this morning, church? See, the simplicity of the gospel is here this morning. Very simple. There's nothing, nothing, you, can, nothing you can do to, to pay your way out of it, fight your way out of it. The simplicity is just surrender yourself this morning. See, God, I, I, need, I need you to help me in these three areas of my life. Every head bowed, every eye closed this morning. Maybe you're here this morning and you're saying, Pastor, you know what? I, 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 don't, I don't know God. I, I, my first time here or where I've been coming, but I really haven't surrendered. And I want to surrender this morning everything because I, I, need, I need help this morning. I need, I need a touch this morning. I need, I need to let go of all this stuff that I've been going through. I've been going through some stuff in my mind, and my mind's been telling me all this stuff. And because of all these years, all this stuff that I've done, my mind sometimes plays tricks on me. And my heart sometimes just... It's just sometimes just I don't I don't feel it no more in my heart and I have all these weird things going on in my heart and I just I, I need I need to be transformed. I don't want to be conformed no more. I want to be transformed back into what you want me to be. And that I can uh, be effective in my lifestyle. I can be effective as a husband, as a wife, I can be effective as a son, as a daughter, as a teenager, as as a as a man of God, a woman of God, I'll be effective and do everything you call me to do. You're here this morning, you're saying God, you're dealing with me and help me to be stronger. Help me to be mightier. Help me to be greater. Don't, don't let me stay stuck. Don't let me trip in my mind. Don't, don't let me, don't, just don't let me think that I'm doing right when I'm doing wrong. Don't let me get twisted. Don't let me get twisted and caught up and trip. Don't let me trip. I this message that'll help me get better, not bitter. It'll take me to a greater place. It'll take me to a, a different place and I'll have a sober mind and I'll have a peace of mind. Why? Because I, I was able to open myself and say, God, here I am. Take me. Take me. Take me as I am. You're here this morning and God ministered to you. I want you to come right now. Come right now. It's your time to come and to bring all the pain and to bring all the hurt and to bring your mind and to bring your heart to bring your lifestyle. Say, God, here it is. God, I need your touch. I need a fresh start. I need a new start. I need to let go of this stuff. I don't want to be carrying it no more. I don't want to be holding on to this. I don't want to be thinking like that. I don't want to have it in my heart no more. I don't want to have that type of lifestyle. I, I, I'm tired of it. I, I'm just, I'm, I literally want something new. God said, I'll give it to you. Church, he gave it to me. He'll give it to you. He'll give it to you. Hallelujah. A fresh start begins now. A fresh start begins now. The altar is a place where you come and bring your hurt. It's a place where you come and say, God, here is my situation. Here's what I'm going through. Here's the struggles. Here it is. Here it is, God. Hallelujah.